This episode of the Weekly Standard Podcast is sponsored by The Great Courses. The Great Courses brings engaging video and audio lectures presented by top professors and professionals on a wide variety of subjects to your fingertips. And now, for a limited time only, The Great Courses is giving our listeners an offer of up to $90 off the original price of four courses within the Everyday Gourmet series of instructional cooking courses. Choose from Essential Secrets of Spices and Cooking, Making Healthy Food Taste Great, Baking Pastries and Desserts, or Making Great Meals in less time for only $9.95. This great price of $9.95 is only available for a limited time, so order today. Go to thegreatcourses.com slash WS to find out more. That's thegreatcourses.com slash WS. Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us in the Weekly Standard is Bill Crystal with an update on where the presidential race is after the big Democratic debate. And Bill, uh, the good news for Democrats is it was a record-setting number for the number of viewers they've had. The bad news, NCIS had more viewers than the Democratic debate. Is that right? How about the Mets-Dodgers game? That's, that's what I was watching. Yeah, I, I, I know you were because you forced Steve Hayes and I to sit through the entire two, well, CNN turned into a three-hour uh, event while you were enjoying baseball. Yeah, you, and, you, you watched the debate and did a good podcast on it so the rest of us could enjoy America's national pastime. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Mets did not clinch, and now we're on tenter, I'm on tenter hooks for tonight in Los Angeles. A tough, a tough challenge for the Mets, but maybe they'll rise to it. Just picking someone to lose to the, to the Cubs. That's all they're doing. Just no, great. Losing okay. the Cubbies, uh, and I'm yes, I'm a bandwagon guy. I'm just jumping on the Cubs bandwagon because it's been 150,000 years. So here's the question: I think people are asking is where are we after the debate? Has anything changed? And the the, the speculation thus far is: did Hillary put the nomination away by having a strong debate performance? No, I mean the media is wildly overdoing. I didn't see it, but I read through the transcript and I've seen clips. So, like the media is a overdoing the impact of any debate. I mean, if the debate determined everything, Carly Fiorina, whom I like and respect, would be at 25 percent in the polls, not at seven, right? And, and Donald Trump would be lower. So, uh, voters make their minds up on a lot of things. Not one debate performance, especially not one where Joe Biden wasn't in it. Now, if Biden doesn't get in. It is hard to look at that field up there, and if John Kerry doesn't get in, if Biden doesn't get in, uh, it's hard to look at that field up there and say, if I, uh, pick someone who will beat Hillary for the Democratic nomination, unless she's indicted or something. Um, but I still think Biden gets in. I don't think he's deterred by that. I think it's all a big media. Uh, the media is rallying to Hillary, actually, I think. They, they sort of have been pretty critical of her. They had to report the emails. They, they couldn't avoid the fact that she's a poor candidate, but deep down they want her, uh, they're kind of loyal to her, and um, so we've seen a pretty big rally to Hillary, but one question is, if you actually look at some of the polling that's been done, it's pretty fragmentary, but a couple of focus groups, too, it seems like Bernie Sanders actually might have done better among actual voters, Democratic primary voters, during the debate than, than Hillary Clinton, though she's only won the kind of media, you know, judging on, on points competition. Yeah, I, saying from the beginning, I think this may be another case where you know Donald Trump comes out and gives what a you know a regular viewer of politics would call a disastrous performance insulting Megyn Kelly and giving incomprehensible answers and yet he just soared with you know typical people who aren't political junkies and i just wonder if if this isn't a case where 
Hillary Clinton won the equivalent of the Electoral College vote with the, you know, political insiders and regular observers, while Bernie Sanders was talking right to the popular vote. He was going straight after the peeps. Um, Our mutual friend Byron York did an interesting report where he watched the debate with 300 college students at the University of Maryland, and they thought Bernie Sanders rocked the House and had no use for Hillary whatsoever. You start putting that together with the focus groups and with the Internet activity. Uh, Who knows in a few days if we might see a, a, a change there. Do you think Bernie Sanders elevated himself are are more people thinking of him as a potential president yeah and no, i had the exact same suspicion just you know reading looking at twitter sort of during and after the debate and all the media elite types hillary's really put it away she's calm and composed Bernie sanders seems a little shrill but then when i skim the transcript it's bernie sanders who's hammering away on core democratic issues especially the economy wall street and so forth i'm not sure that a little bit of shrillness hurts among activists and partisans and the kind of people who watch the debate. Uh, I think if you were already for Bernie Sanders, it's hard to believe you changed your mind over to Hillary. And maybe if you, you know, fewer people had seen Sanders than Hillary. Obviously, Hillary has 99.9% name ID, and, and Bernie Sanders isn't there yet. So I, I wouldn't be that surprised if the polls showed some uptick for Sanders along those lines. The conventional wisdom is so often wrong, and I mean, I'm I'm wrong, too, about debates. You, you watch them, and you have your own sort of premises and, and, and standards in mind, and they're not necessarily what other people have in mind. Ben Carson, if you'd ask, whom I, again, like and respect personally, but if you'd ask me who had done probably the worst in the second debate, I would have said Ben Carson, who just seemed not that much to say about any of the substantive questions. And he's been doing great in the polls ever since on the Republican side. Yeah, so I have a contrarian view that the debate may end up helping Sanders a bit. It certainly doesn't close the door on Biden. I don't buy that for a minute. Uh, and I, my other contrarian suggestion would be Sanders, Bernie Sanders' answer on the email uh, question when he sort of rallied to Hillary Clinton's defense, I think was quite clever, but I don't think it helped Clinton much. I think it helped Sanders. If you're sort of an undecided Democrat who likes Hillary Clinton, doesn't like Republicans beating up on Hillary Clinton, not sure that Hillary should be the nominee, but you know you don't want to support those evil Republicans against Hillary. And then you see Sanders saying that you think, hey, that's good that Sanders defended Hillary. But what you remember is, A, Hillary does have this email problem that's kind of out there. Sanders did remind people of that the deft way. And B, hey, Sanders is kind of a pretty good guy. You know, he's, he's, he's a more of a populist on economics, but he defended Hillary on that. So I'm not sure that Sanders doesn't end up ahead of that on all that. And at the end of the day, the emails are the emails, you know. They're going to release these 500 Blumenthal emails, and they're pretty horrible, I suspect, for Hillary. So I don't think she's out of the woods. I don't think she had some kind of decisive victory. I still think Biden gets in. I still think it becomes a three-way race. I just don't know that you're a serious candidate for president if you have an opportunity to really highlight the challenges of your opponent as a as the nominee and you don't take it and that's my question i don't is bernie sanders committed to being president or is he committed to his message and his ideology and really doesn't even care about the win loss uh, math that, of course, the Hillary bot 6.0 is constantly doing at all times using her uh, Clintonian algorithm. I mean, in a way, Michael, that's the question of the year, which is, uh, do the normal conventional you know, standards and considerations, which people like you and me have been through some campaigns sort of have in mind, do they continue to hold? One assumes they normally do most of the time, you know, most of the tried and true uh, rules 
and uh, the road, you know, remain tried and true. But occasionally things just go in a different direction, and occasionally a candidate who ignores all these kind of uh, normal uh, things you're supposed to do in a campaign, like kind of highlight your opponent's deficiencies and in a way at least appear to almost give your opponent a pass on that, maybe that works in a year like this. It may be looking like a guy who isn't making political calculations and just is, you know, saying it like it is and doesn't, he looks rumpled and he doesn't look, you know, like he's figured out his exact politically correct answer on every question. Um, no, I think maybe maybe that person does well. I do think Sanders is a little more of a calculating politician than people let on. He's adjusting on gun control. You know, he's trying to take away some of the obvious problems he has. And it really is a question of how left-wing is the Democratic primary electorate. Uh, we've discussed this before. I mean, all the talk about the Republicans being, you know, crazy, Tea Party, you know, angry. It's the Democrats who have gone much more noticeably, I would say, uh, to the left than Republicans have to the right. Every Democrat on that stage, except for Jim Webb, was way to the left of Hillary in 2008 and of Obama in 2008. Hillary Clinton in 2015 is where Obama is to the left of Obama in 2015. Almost all of her criticisms are implicitly, at least, that she would go further in that direction than President Obama has. I mean, so that much, she's much closer to Obama 2015 than to Hillary 2008. It's a party that is to the left of the incumbent president, who's the most left-wing president we've ever had. Can that work electorally? I, I think it's hard to believe, honestly, but maybe I'm also in a kind of old paradigm and have missed a huge right. change in, in, in the American body politics. And that is a question. I mean, you, uh, I, as you know, I carp constantly about the Republican brand and how damaged the brand is and that we need brand management thinking at the top. But if you looked at what was on the shelves of, uh, you know, uh, Democratic Party Macy's on Monday, you know, here's our lineup for the season. And it's cra- socialism. Yes or Almost uh, guns. Let's take them all away. Uh, you know, foreign policy. It's going great. I mean, I just, you look at this. Go, this is really what you want to offer the consumers on your menu. And apparently, the answer is yes. But what's frustrating, Bill, is I see no indication thus far that the Republicans have a strategy to highlight to America, dear America, this is how crazy these people are compared to the average mom and dad out there living their lives. Yeah, but the word strategy and the word Republican should never be used in the same sentence together, as, as you well as you well know. I mean, hopefully, you know, reality is reality, and the voters see this party in, in the primaries, and, and then Republicans presumably have the wit to uh, keep on tape what they've said in these primary debates and use them in the general elections. But I agree, it is remarkable. I mean, Bill Clinton obviously went was, was, was a very self-consciously a centrist Democrat, adjusting from the Mondale Dukakis kind of liberalism. So you didn't expect the Democrats in 2016 to sound exactly like Clinton in 92, but they don't even sound like, as I said before, Hillary Clinton in 2008, or even like Barack Obama in 2008. There was a lot of reassurance to centrists in the Obama campaign of 08 uh, that he wasn't some kind of wild-eyed radical. Even in 2012, and by then we were further along, you know, the Obama project of transforming America. Even then, one forgets, if you look at he and Biden, him and Biden in the debates, um, there's still a fair amount of attempt to sort of reassure moderates that, you know, they're not wild-eyed radicals that they're going to produce. They care about private property. Uh, The gun thing was very revealing. I mean, the normal Democratic answer on that is, look, there are plenty of peaceful, law-abiding gun owners. We respect their right to own guns, blah, 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 but we need more gun control, right? It's sort of like the normal Republican answer on abortion, which is probably, look, people of decent, decent people can differ 
on this issue. We right. respect people's individual views, but we think that you know the, the life of the unborn child should be protected. There isn't they, the Democrats have abandoned that caveat. They've abandoned the you know well we recognize there are decent people who uh, who might own guns or who are on the other side of this of some of these issues, and I, I just do wonder whether politically that could be that could be sustained. And to, to wrap up, but the, the most uh, to me extreme example was when they were asked the question, "Do you believe Black Lives Matter or all lives matter?" And you know, my little political consultant hat just flipped on and said, "Well, there's an easy one. Of course, all lives matter, but I understand the you know motive behind Black Lives Matter. Here are the problems. Blah blah blah. Huh? Every single person on that stage, Bill. With the, I don't know that it got to Webb, but uh, Hillary, Bernie." They all rejected All Lives Matter. And I just, I think to myself, is that really a national party if you can't say that? Yeah, no, I really agree with that. And so I think for all the Republican chaos on on the Hill and, and all the problems with the different Republican presidential candidates and the slightly wacky uh, way the Republican presidential campaign has gone so far, I honestly think stepping back, I think the Democrats have had a worse year than the Republicans. I don't think either's had a very good year, you might say, but uh, if it's comparative, uh, you know, the, 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 near the end of the Cold War, there was a political scientist, um, Pierre Hosner, he was a French political scientist, who said, uh, I'm so oversimplifying, but something like, you know, Americans shouldn't kid themselves that they won the Cold War because they were such in such wonderful shape as a country or as a civilization, uh, they won because they were less decadent than the, than the Soviet <laughs> Union than the Russians. So it was kind of competitive levels of, right. you know, kind of going downhill less slowly, less quickly. And there's a little bit of that going on, I think, in our politics today. I do think the Republicans are are in less bad shape than the Democrats. Well, I, uh, we, we will see because we'll be checking in with you on our next podcast about the Republicans. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.